Hey everyone, welcome to the Voices in Japan podcast with your hosts Ben and Burke. Following the horrific incident in Tokyo on Halloween night when a guy dressed up as the Joker, Batman's nemesis, stabbed 17 people and set alight a fire in a subway. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Lots of videos on YouTube. I thought it would be a good opportunity to discuss some notable crimes that have happened in Japan. It's kind of a bleak topic, but we do try to keep it light by also including some funny copycat stories and pranks too. We talk about the infamous Tokyo subway sarin gas attack in 1995, a Halloween prank that happened in Sapporo during the pandemic, people copycatting scenes and characters from movies, and much, much more. Enjoy the show! Drinking some cold sake that I haven't really tried before, but I haven't had enough time to heat it up, so I'm just drinking it straight from the bowl or the carton. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what I was gonna ask if you were drinking it out of your thing for Atsukan, but it's cold, or if you're just drinking straight from the carton. <laughs> yeah, I just got a, a kind of a well, it's not even an, a sake drinking. Cup anymore is uh you know because they have the or choco or choco cups they're like really tiny, um but I, I found that I was drinking them too quickly so I I basically got a mug instead <laughs> and just poured into a mug. Yeah, that's how I just kind of put it in a, a regular, not a regular glass, but kind of a smaller glass, mm. water glass, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what kind of mug mine is. It's like a it's like a Japanese tea kind of cup, but. A little bit wider. Big uh, mm. Hello Kitty face on the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Umpa man. <laughs> How's it going, man? How are you? Pretty good. Just trying to enjoy these last uh, warm days of November, but it's going to be wet. Or maybe it's wet right now as we're recording this, but yeah. Uh, just trying to get ready, doing a lot of stuff, getting ready for the winter as well. You getting you? ready? You getting ready for Christmas yet? As no, like the rest yet. of Japan seems to have, you know, all the shops are starting selling decorations, and there's uh, Christmas songs going on. Way too early. They they kind of get that going as soon as Halloween's done, and it's like, right next uh, next way of making money. Let's get Christmas going. Yeah, um, but it's way way too soon because then by the time Christmas does come around, everyone is like sick of it. They're sick of the Christmas songs. Know, hearing Mariah Carey and Wham all the time, so yeah, I think they should kind of delay it at least, at least till December, which I think in our home countries they that's what they kind of do, December first or maybe you know a couple of weeks before Crimbo. Yeah, it's usually like right after Thanksgiving in the U.S., but <clears throat> there's no yeah, there's nothing going on really in November. There are actually two national holidays in November, which I'm very appreciative of, but there's uh yeah no. Cr- real strong holidays, so to speak. So we're actually pretty busy towards the end of the year uh, in my current industry. Like a lot of um, places try and get their projects finished uh, two points during the year, right before the end of the real calendar year. And then sometimes 
right at the end of March, at the end of the fiscal year and stuff. So, oh, they so. want to get it all done before like the Bonin Kai season kicks off or, or a new year and stuff. Is that why? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's kind of, uh, yeah, that's everything. A lot of companies do kind of slow down a few weeks before the end of the year because they're planning for Bonin Kai or whatever. But some places like the industry media where I work right now, it's just like, yeah, a lot of people want to finish up projects before they go on their year end break, start mm. the year fresh and stuff. I wonder if there's going to be many end of year parties this year now that COVID has kind of eased off a bit. Um, I was talking to some of my coworkers uh, about planning maybe like a small get together, but I, th I think there's still kind of uh, restrictions on group sizes in restaurants. Like they won't accept, you know, large parties to try and avoid, you know, close contact, but I'm not, you know, I haven't heard much about what's happening uh, this this uh, this winter in terms of those celebrations. What about you? Any of your companies or your bosses or anything saying that there's going to be a company get together? No, we're definitely not having one this year. We didn't last year either, but um, yeah, I mean, that's why they're saying part of the reason they're trying to get something back to normal in the hospitality industry before the end of the year is because some crazy percentage like restaurants in Japan or hospitality business, well, restaurants, food establishments in Japan, like they make a majority of their uh, revenue like at the end of the year during Bonenkai season, apparently, just because there's so many big events and parties that are packed. I think I saw something about that. I don't know. I'll have to <clears> double check that later, but yeah. So uh, I think they're trying to push things and policies and everything to build up for Bonenkai season. But at the same time, just like you said, it kind of seems like people are still being a little hesitant about going all out with a huge party or someone's got to break the ice, I guess. But mm. Well, kind of I mean, you know how last year, because of Corona, like uh, the, the Halloween Shibuya party was kind of non-existent. And this year was like saw basically a revival of that. But uh, yeah, I was, I was checking out like videos on YouTube and there were people doing like walking around uh, the Shibuya crossing, like filming, seeing what's what's going on. There's a lot of people there, but not too many people dressed up this time around. And it seems like a lot of people going to that area because they know or, you know, that time of year has the, the reputation for being like a crazy time where everyone dresses up. So I think most people are going to see that uh, rather than people actually dressing up. So it's more people just wanting to film and experience that whole thing uh yeah rather than wear costumes and i think uh yeah especially for me anyway i've uh, i've stopped i've stopped wearing costumes at halloween now so i feel like i'm a bit bit too old and then going around Sapporo as well i didn't see met too many people dressed up you know a few of our friends went out into town on that saturday night where uh you know that that was the day before halloween and there were some clubs and bars that had events going but yeah even speaking to them they said that not that many people were dressed up they were only a, like a few of the people that were which is kind of i don't know it's kind of sad it feels like uh halloween's kind of dying out or maybe it's just because of the the covid and everyone's slowly getting back into it so hoping next year things might be might be different yeah, I think uh, probably a lot of people didn't really know what to expect, but if they know like there's huge events going on around the city and stuff, or there are a lot, bunch of huge events, maybe more people would be encouraged to dress up and stuff. I'm glad mm -hmm. to hear that you've uh, 
stopped wearing costumes, you know, moved <laughs> beyond the trick-or-treating, buying your own candy now instead of trying to collect it all, years worth of Halloween <laughs> and stuff. That's, that's well, uh, my, the last time... The last time I actually went trick or treating for real was uh, when I was like, actually, the the first and only time I did trick or treating was when I was sixteen years old in England, because you know in England it's not trick or treating or, or Halloween's not a not a big deal, not not like it is in in your country. So yeah, so that that was my first and only time. Sixteen years old, I dressed up as uh, Rupert the Bear. Do you know Rupert the Bear? Back. he's like a, <laughs> I think so, yeah yeah so i dressed up as him uh my friend went as a, a werewolf and another buddy went as a, a vampire and another guy went as a convict so there are four of us 16 17 years old uh and we were knocking around like doors in our neighborhood well not even in our neighborhood we went quite kind, kind of quite far around uh, but we told everyone that we were 18 and they were like really impressed with our costumes and then they'd never really seen like adults wearing costumes before so they were giving us like beer and cigarettes and stuff instead of candy so we ended up uh, having quite a quite a fun halloween and that was yeah that was my last time and my most memorable time first and only time but first and only time I'm, yeah but i'm sure you you went to a lot of like costume parties in sapporo not a lot but i'm sure you've been to a bunch in sapporo over the right, years right yeah yeah those uh well, yeah, right. For for Halloween, maybe, yeah, maybe a, a few. They had some international Halloween parties. Um, I remember you dressing up as a, a police officer a lot. I think you did that quite often. Or was it a doctor that it was uh, your one? That, that, that's always a good one for the for the ladies. <laughs> Can I check this... your pulse? <laughs> uh, a couple of police officers, a couple of times. I think I tried to revive that costume for a few years because it wasn't cheap, man. I bought it at like Don Quixote in the cosplay section. So <laughs> wanted to get a, at least a couple of Halloweens out of it. But yeah, it's always a funny one. And obviously there was that, there was that really, yeah, the really big news on Halloween in, uh, where was it? Was it in Tokyo that someone dressed up as the as the joker and uh and yeah went on a big stabbing spree on the on the subway that was uh that was crazy news yeah i think it was in tokyo uh just looking up now or was it <clears throat> yeah it was in, in tokyo i think yeah he, he came from osaka uh and uh yeah what like 17 people well like one person 70 year old who first actually saw him stand up and pull out the knife and the fluid was like a 70-year-old man sitting next to him. He started asking him what he was doing, and he got stabbed uh, and was in critical condition. And, I th and then I think other people were, like, injured uh, injured from smoke inhalation or something because mm. he tried to set the inside of the uh, carriage on the fire, on yeah. fire or something. Yeah, right. Did you see the video? Um, it was crazy, man. Like, I, I saw it in the news, and it's just, like, a bunch of people running – in the train trying to get away from him and then in the you don't actually see him but then in the background you see all this smoke coming out of one of the doors and then just a big gust of flames and uh and yeah just like people screaming and falling all over each other it just looked like a movie you know yeah, that? it's kind of it's kind of like that movie train train uh the korean movie train to busan Oh, like you remember, I have not seen it, no. Yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, in that situation, I mean, knowing after the fact that it's, like, some guy walking around with a knife, you're kind of like, well, at least before, I'd be like, man, if there was somebody with a knife, what would I do? Maybe I better, you know, 
just a knife or something, be able to say something, you know, maybe right. do something about it. But if you're just like on a uh, subway and you see people like running away from a cart that's on fire, you'll probably start to panic too. Yeah, you, you just know? like follow the crowd, right? Yeah. Because I, I was thinking the same thing because um, I saw um, a picture of the guy and you don't really, I think it's kind of a small knife. You, you don't really recognize it. And some people were kind of surprised that they weren't sure what was actually happening. And it wasn't until people were running away that they realized that, yeah, he's on a on a stabbing spree. But yeah, I wonder, um, you know, if like you with like a bunch of friends and or something, all, all guys, maybe if you uh, decide to, I don't know, take him out or tackle him. I mean, well, that's the thing, like knowing the situation afterwards, it's kind of easier to think like yeah. you would, but yeah. like you don't know. Sure. In the, uh, yeah. In the real situation, I think that like video, I think the story is pretty uh, po- popular in international news too. So I'm sure that video has been seen by a lot of people overseas as well, but it's definitely being played a lot um, within Japan on the news and stuff. But yeah. So the crazy thing, one of the crazy things about the whole situation or that story is when that train arrived um, at the, the station, it doesn't, apparently it was a limited express train. So it didn't stop at that many uh, stations. He purposely like chose that type of train. But when it arrived at the station, whichever one it was, like it didn't arrive right where the doors, it didn't stop right where the doors are supposed to be. So the train staff like didn't open the doors um, because they were afraid like people were going to step out and fall on the, like in between the platform or something or fall on the tracks or something like that. So that's why they were like climbing out of windows and stuff because they wouldn't open the doors to let people out. They didn't even open the doors at all in the end, did they? Like this no, one was I think like everybody climbed out, out the windows. The, yeah, I think everybody went out the windows. And apparently that guy was, uh, it was a bit of a copycat, right, situation, or at least he was inspired by, uh, apart from the Joker, he was also inspired by a similar incident that occurred in August uh, of this year, I guess. Like nine people getting stabbed or injured at a, another on another train line between uh, Tokyo and somewhere else. Mm, I, I read somewhere that he was uh, he was a big fan of the Joker, um and he uh he said that he wanted to kill someone he he has wanted to kill someone since june because he'd quit his job and seen many of his friendships fall apart and he wanted to actually be sentenced to death that was his uh his goal so he actually wanted to get caught too so there's like a couple of pictures online of him just sitting in the in the carriage after he's done all this stabbing and set the fire and he's just like smoking a cigarette waiting to get arrested um all very kind of movie-esque uh yeah. a situation yeah it's kind of very strange yeah so this kind of uh maybe inspired you to <laughs> we should do a grim topic of uh, horror crimes and yeah i was i was looking at that and then i was reading through you know some horrors yeah like you said like horror crimes in japan and all of them are pretty depressing you know but just like killing families and family members and kids and uh yeah so i was just thinking maybe we should try to find something a little bit lighter so so maybe yeah copycat crimes or uh or pranks or something like that so yeah going off uh copycat crimes there was uh, another one that i i kind of found uh, not relate to Japan, but it was um, a student uh, at uh, well, they're, they're at the Oxford School of Hair Design in Connecticut, and she was copycatting uh, a scene from the movie Wedding Crashes, 
Um, you've have you seen that movie, Burke, with uh, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn? And basically, uh, yeah. they just like go around crashing weddings, and it's it's it's, it's kind of a comedy. Yeah, a few. It's pretty kind of old now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, and and there's a scene where um, Owen Wilson uh, poisons, not poisons, but puts like some kind of uh, like liquid into the girl that he likes his fiance. So when he drinks his his drink, then he's basically just like puking up and he's got diarrhea for the rest of the night. So kind of to get him out of the way so he, she can, uh, he can chat, chat his girlfriend up. And basically one, this student in Connecticut, she tried to do it to someone, but mistakenly uh, did it to her supervisor's drink. And, uh, and then he ended up basically, yeah, having severe diarrhea. But also he, uh, what she did, she spiked the drink with a, uh, uh, it's called, Vi- I can't really pronounce it, Visine or Visine. Um, and basically it can cause severe poisoning as well, which could lead to death. Um, luckily her, her supervisor didn't die, but she wasn't supposed to do his drink. It was supposed to be someone else's drink. And then she ended up uh, getting found guilty of second degree reckless endangerment and was sentenced to two years probation. <laughs> so prank went wrong <laughs> for sure man yeah that does, uh so that was a prank yeah yeah well <laughs> a, a copycat i guess as well because she was mm. trying to copy the movie wedding crashes and obviously you know this joker guy was copying the movie or the character from the from the batman's arch enemy yeah yeah so, getting some yeah. inspiration for it yeah like. yeah i mean like there's you know there's yeah. other kind of copycat scenes that people always do or you always you know you find some people that want to copycat a character from a movie um, a very common one which i'm pretty sure every guy has done is you know they try to copycat james bond when they go out for a drink and and, and order a, a a vodka martini shaken not stirred and realize how strong and it doesn't taste very good either but you have one of those and you get pretty drunk uh, you know, trying to show off being James Bond, and I'm I'm sure the barman's thinking, "Oh, one of one of these schmucks again." I'm pretty sure you you must have done that, Berg. Have you done that? I don't think of uh, honestly. I don't think I've ever ordered a martini before. <laughs> so, oh. uh, yeah, so I don't know. Do you get James Bond? Yeah, did you uh, get a lot of that as well while you were a bartender? Uh, I had it, yeah, I definitely had it, not in Japan, but when I was bartending in England, I had it a couple of times, yeah, like when a new James Bond movie was coming out or something, or especially if it was kind of a formal night when everyone's wearing like suits and tuxedos, they felt like they wanted to, yeah, act like James Bond. Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of people. <laughs> I'm surprised that. you haven't tried it, actually, Burke. I wasn't, uh, to be honest, like I wasn't a very big James Bond, I mean, but I obviously knew who James Bond was in the movies and stuff, and I did see some of the movies, but I wasn't, like, a huge fan or anything. But you're saying even people that weren't fans wouldn't do that, or would do that. Yeah, I, th- I think just because um, he's just so well-known, um, and even if they're a fan or not, I mean, who's not a fan of James Bond? Every, every guy wants to be James Bond, don't they? Well, anyway, my, my friends do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's definitely um, a lot of guys. Obviously, that's a huge thing for guys, yeah. Uh, I didn't, uh, do, I actually kind of l- looked more into some of those, uh, crimes that were, 
uh, in that very grim list that you sent to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, some of them I can't even talk about because the ones that involve kids, especially, it's just like, man, I can't believe like some that were described in that article. But um, just because of the subway and a very popular one, and everyone that you know, everyone kind of knows about it, is the uh, sarin gas attack that happened in 1995 by that cult. Mm. Um, but the funny thing is, or the interesting thing to me, I mean, that cult was called like the Alm cult or something. It was basically um, using like a bunch of different things, including yoga or whatever, to profess the uh, Armageddon uh, was coming. And uh, so for some reason, like releasing sarin gas uh, was going to help like, I don't know, protect these people or whatever. But uh, the funny thing is, or the interesting thing is that cult is still uh, alive and going strong. Did you know that? I knew that the leader of the cult, he was uh, executed. Very finally. recently. Yeah, yeah, maybe like last year or the year before. Um, but I didn't realize um, it was still going. Yeah. Yeah. How do you know that? You, oh, well, just going to start. <laughs> ben, there's actually a purpose to today's conversation <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about. Recruiting. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's everything uh, I wanted to talk about as well. But... Um, yeah, it's still going uh, because they've just uh, they've changed their name now from Alm to like Aleph, and they now like try and say they have nothing to do with what happened, uh, you know, however many years ago in 1995, uh, which at that time they had like more than 10,000 members uh, in Japan and more than 30,000 apparently in Russia. Um, I'm trying to see how many they still have now, but like they still have like a. Uh, um, like a budget of uh like uh about five million US dollars or something. And you know, the police still follow them and see what they're doing, make making sure they're not doing anything too crazy. But yeah, they're still uh going pretty strong and uh now have membership of about one thousand six hundred people still. And uh it's funny that, you know, you're kinda of talking about recruiting people because apparently like during the pandemic, a lot of universities had to warn students about getting contacted by people trying to get them to join cults because a lot of people or students especially are suffering from like loneliness and depression mm. or like perfect targets for right. cults to attack and stuff. So there was a lot of uh, stories about like, uh, you know, having to put out notifications and stuff on university campuses to be beware of being contacted by certain people who are claiming to be like, um, graduates of the university but they all end up being like super old guys when the people talk to them and everything they would talk about has some sort of like religious tone to it or something so i mean how how do you know if you know the people that are approaching you are like from a cult um i mean what's the name of it again the, the well now it's in? called i don't know how to pronounce it it's a-l-e-p-h so i think it's Aleph. because mm. I, I remember remember i told you um a while ago when I got approached by a couple of old ladies um, yeah. and I wasn't sure what what it like it could have been a cult or some kind of religion but they invited me to their their church and I should come along and they were talking to me in English the whole time as well but yeah I was I, I wonder if they were part of them but I guess there's all these different kind of cults around anyway um, but yeah as you suggested before next time I get approached I'm gonna I'm gonna go along <laughs> <laughs> yeah you gotta go and do a deep dive well that's the thing i think most people don't realize they're in a cult until they're in the cult you it know? is too late <laughs> and then yeah. everyone else is like crazy except for them you know well that's the thing like you know uh scientology is a, a good example like i wonder if the people that 
are still deeply entrenched in it consider it to be a cult because cult is kind of a negative connotation right so and i'm sure the people that are a part of it don't think it's actually a cult they probably think it's a religion or something completely different possibly well they just think they have some information that other people don't and uh yeah they're like gonna be protected because of it basically mm. and then they start doing whatever crazy things are being asked to by their uh, leader yeah yeah this guy yeah. was like a yoga guy and stuff everything shoko asahara the 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 main leader that got executed recently you're talking about yeah yeah i'm actually gonna start working on a documentary about him pretty soon i don't know too much about it but uh that sounds yeah. cool i'll be interested in watching that yeah i yeah, don't I, don't know too much about that uh that cult but um yeah. definitely well, interesting thing to watch i'm worried about kind of getting a little brainwashed as I watched it. I'm like, man, this doesn't seem too bad. Like, try, <laughs> yeah. try getting something like this started, you know? I don't know. Become <laughs> a new say, leader. Hey, grow hey, a big uh, beard and uh, grow your hair long. <laughs> hey, you might start hearing some strange undertones to everything I talk about on the podcast going forward. So, um, but yeah, I was just surprised that they're still, you know, going strong apparently. And, and uh, but they're like, hey, you know, we have nothing to do with hurting people. We have apparently there was some quote in this article saying we have cockroaches in our building and we don't even kill them. You know, we <laughs> we protect everything. So I don't know. Mm, yeah. Well, this uh, this thing I wanted to kind of mention uh, this uh, this Halloween prank. It was actually last year, um, and I found I only found this article today, um, and I'm not sure if it actually if it was like big news because it was uh it was kind of like it was a prank and it could have been a big deal but for some reason it didn't really make national news but it was in Sapporo and do you remember like during Halloween um there was a, a rumor going that a bunch of people stole a police car and drove around town so I feel like that's happened a few times yeah, but it was, but it wasn't though. It wasn't a stolen police car. It was just like a bunch of kids that made up their car to look like a police vehicle and just drove <laughs> around like wearing regular clothes, waving outside to, you know, to passerby and stuff. But because they weren't really, I don't know, I guess they weren't really doing anything wrong, but surely it must be a crime to impersonate a police officer, isn't it? Cause it, um, yeah, there's pictures of it. Um, and I'll, I'll post this article in the, in the show notes but yeah the car is not like a regular uh police car um it's kind of like a toyota crown or something like that which the police don't drive they drive like shitty little box cars right so i think that's how kind of people realized that it wasn't uh real which is why they didn't get arrested and it wasn't on like national news but yeah this was like 2020 where it happened so during uh covid time so kind of surprised that yeah we maybe we didn't hear about that yeah where did you say that was uh this was in Sapporo oh really yeah 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 oh, Japanese it, police car stolen by hooligans and it's like a question mark and it was uh yeah in Sapporo and they were driving around like Tanuki Koji <laughs> <laughs> I uh yeah it's definitely I think it's definitely a crime in the U.S. to impersonate a police officer but I don't know if it like you know, there's qualifications about what you have to be doing to consider it impersonating a police officer. Mm -hmm. I don't know if driving around in a car that looks like a police car, I, I don't think you're allowed to put sirens on your car unless like you have uh, permission to. 
in the U.S., like if you're a park ranger or something, mm. you can have like lights on the top of your car. But is that what their car looked like? Yeah, it, it, it had sirens. It had the lights on it. It was uh, white and black, and it had oh. the, the kanji. Like the, oh, so it's like one of the uh, Japanese like tiny police cars. Uh, well, it wasn't. It was in the. It was in actually like a a, a saloon car. So I think that's when people kind of realize, you know, it's not legitimate. <laughs> but it's pretty clear that the guy just like waving out the window in like wearing like civilian clothing. <laughs> I don't know, man. Some people might be like, yeah, well, the police are pretty laid back in Japan. So it could, could be, could be. <laughs> yeah. But that was, uh, that was quite a good one. Yeah. It was, uh, what was it? The vehicle was a, yeah, Toyota Crown hardtop, um, which one guy, posted on twitter was like oh then yeah this can't be real because he uh he knows that police don't drive those cars mm-hmm. yeah it's, uh and that was just last year you were saying yeah yeah so yeah. crazy stuff happening during yeah. the pandemic i guess yeah. yeah that's a pretty that's a pretty good uh good prank i quite, quite like that one uh yeah have you ever done any pranks burke i mean i've i did one unintentionally um my i was at home in england and uh my cousin's fiance or yeah fiance at the time so husband now uh was visiting uh my mum's house and i was i was just back in england so it was the first time for me to meet him and um and yeah usually every time you know the stereotypical british people you go around the house and you drink tea so you always offer someone a cup of tea and everyone always says yes but at my mum's house there's a for some weird reason she she has a sugar pot that is labeled tea and the 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 pot that is labeled sugar has salt in it (laughs) so tea has sugar salt has sorry tea has sugar and then the sugar has salt so i was making the tea and uh and the guy wanted two cups of sugar two two spoons of sugar of his tea so obviously i went into the sugar pot which was salt and put two cups of two spoons of salt into his tea um i didn't know that at all you know because you know you'd, you'd think that if you had sugar in it, it'd be sugar but my mum's weird like that so then I gave I give him the tea, not knowing, and he drinks it, and and he doesn't say anything. He's like, oh, you know, just acted normal, like it was fine. Kept drinking the tea, and I think just because he was just you know so nervous, and it was our first time meeting each other, he didn't want to point out that I'd put salt in his tea. And it wasn't till like the end when he was like leaving, he told my cousin that you know oh the tea had salt in it and then she and then she told me and then i think yeah he he didn't he thought maybe i was like winding him up or something i was like playing a prank on him but uh, <laughs> and I, yeah, I just felt so bad that i'd have put salt in his tea but he drank it all <laughs> so this was kind of like a prank that you unknowingly participated in yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah, uh, i don't know if you could get that because we don't really have the tea time in the u.s so it'd have to be uh i don't know See, that's the interesting uh, thing as well that you call it that you call it tea time. Like we we don't call it tea time. Yeah, what do you call? It? I mean, well, we just well, we drink don't... tea all the time. So, yeah. Oh if, yeah, yeah. Like, well, isn't what is what is like uh, afternoon tea time? That's isn't well, from... no. That, well, that's like a that's like kind of like a posh thing. So if you go like Harrods, uh, you know the big shopping 
complex in in London. They mm. they actually have an official tea time where you go and eat scones and tea. It's like very you know well to do that. The only place in the whole country that really does that, or unless like you're the queen or something. But yeah, we, no, no one calls it tea time. We're just drinking tea all the time. Yeah, well, I, mean, I think people, <laughs> US, people in the US are drinking coffee and uh, a lot of different stuff uh, all the time. I guess yeah, uh, but I mean, a lot of people drink tea, obviously, in the US as well and stuff. But yeah, like yeah. If you, you guys like your bubbly tea and stuff like that, right? Like the flavored Darjeeling's and yeah, oh, I yes, not, yeah. don't really know much about the flavored teas. Yeah, I'm not a very big uh, tea drinker. It's kind of like maybe you don't drink. Uh, the coffee too much, but I don't know. As far as pranks, I mean, I just did a lot of the same stuff that uh, everyone does in high school, like toilet papering people's houses and stuff. <laughs> uh, when 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 would you do that? Is it like a special occasion? Is that or is that like Halloween? It was a kind of Halloween, but then like if you were on uh, sports teams in my high school, like the male sports teams would kind of do it to the uh, girls' sports team, somebody's house, like during before a big meet or something. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of more of a friendly thing to do usually, whereas I think when it's done for Halloween, it might be sometimes done to attack someone. I mean, not attack them, obviously, because it's just toilet paper that they want to <laughs> clean, clean up, but um, yeah, but just kind of stuff like that. So yeah, I don't know if I have too many pranks that I could talk about. I did uh, kind of look up or another cr crime thing in Japan did come up, though, as I was reading through those stories that you told, just because I thought this was ridiculous, because you do hear about some pretty heinous or gross crimes in Japan on certain news stations. But this one was talking about a man who killed three people and injured two was found guilty, not due to, uh, or found not guilty due to insanity. And this was very recently. So this is a man who killed three people, seriously injured two others in 2017. He was cleared of all charges by reason of insanity. Can you guess, uh, why they ruled he was insane, Ben? Oh, I, I, <laughs> I'll, g I'll give you a hint. It had to do, it's kind of uh, has to do with the holiday that just passed, Halloween. Okay, it has to do with Halloween. Um, you mean he committed the murders in Halloween? Like during Halloween? No, but his reasoning is kind of Halloween type of theme related. Uh, is it because he, um, he thought he was trick-or-treating someone and he he chose a trick and then they they pretended that they wanted to be killed so that was the that was the trick and <laughs> he uh he believed them that sounds very plausible so that's actually a good idea but yeah way too complicated for this guy uh <laughs> He had been charged with murder and attempted murder. The only issue in the case was whether this guy, his name was Takashima, was mentally competent to stand trial. Prosecutors and the defense agreed on the manner in which Takashima killed and maimed his victims, as well as that he held the delusion that he, will able, that he would be able to marry a female acquaintance as long as he killed a philosophical zombie. So that was the uh, mentality he was walking around mm, with. That was why and he the, did it. Yeah, in the Kobe District Court, relied on the testimony of a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist concluded that Takashima never faced the moral dilemma of doing something wrong by killing someone because he did not consider the philosophical zombie to be an actual human. So because he thought he was killing zo zombie or whatever, uh, he didn't really realize that he was killing 
humans. Mm. So yeah, there so, was no moral dilemma. Wow, acquitted, and it was insane. Yeah, uh. got off by being so obviously. Um, yeah, not everybody was satisfied with the ruling. There's shouts broke out in the courtroom, but this all just happened very recently. It just, uh, well, this kind of came up in my mind uh, when you keep talking about that uh, zombies on a subway movie or train to Busan. Train to Busan. Yeah. <laughs> but also, because uh, you're talking about the death penalty, I think you said something about the death penalty, but uh, there's actually two people suing in Japan who are on. Uh, awaiting execution because they do not agree with Jam uh, Japan's system where they, I think they notify the person like on the day of or the day before or something. I kind of came across that article, yeah, a few days ago of, uh, yeah, the, what, they're notified the day of that they're going to be uh, lethally injected or something, right? Yeah, or mm. whatever. I can't remember what Yeah, the, that's pretty harsh, hang, isn't it? I guess in Japan it's hanging sometimes, isn't it? But Oh, shit. Um, or actually, I don't know if is it still, I can't remember if that's true or not. I should double check that right now, but yeah, but that's kind of a big story going on right now because these people are, you know, uh, saying that it's inhumane and unfair, yeah, so they've yeah. brought a case about it. Yeah. I mean, you'd it, want at least what a couple, a week or so, like to say your goodbyes to your friends and your family and stuff. If you, if you have any, cause if you like be notified a day of, there's not much time to, to say your goodbyes and that's, yeah, it's pretty, uh. It's pretty inhumane, I guess. Well, I guess so. Uh, it's decried by international human rights organizations, as it says. Uh, but yeah, in capital punishment in Japan is conducted by hanging, and the practice is not the practice of not informing inmates of the timing until shortly before execution has long been decried by international human rights organizations for the stress it places on prisoners. Mm, wow, hanging man, that's that's pretty brutal. Um, what would you have if it was your last uh, day? They just notified you <clears throat> or if, that you're going to be hanged, Burke, later on this evening. What would be your last meal? What would you ask for? White rice and some shoyaki on the side that I would not put on top of the rice, even <laughs> though it was, I was about to be my, you know, my last meal ever. I guess, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think. Yeah. It's a tough I'm one, gonna, right? Well, yeah, man. I'd probably be like most guys and just choose something like a steak or something. But <laughs> what would yeah, you get? Yeah, right. I, I think I, I think I'd have yeah asked for like a really uh, good, high quality steak, medium medium rare, you know, with some uh, some HP sauce on the side <laughs> and uh, a, a, a board potato. No, no, a jacket potato. Jacket potato, some butter. Yeah, I think I'd ask for that. And a cheesecake. Yeah. Mashed New York style. New York style cheesecake. Yeah. yeah. But then, I don't know, you want a bit of, want a bit of karage before you go, right? Bit of zangi last time. Yeah, some mashokun stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. A bit of soba. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some get a, nice, uh, <laughs> get a nice teishoku or something. <laughs> yeah, but they probably have pretty good teishoku. Actually, I don't know, man. It's pretty <laughs> <laughs> actually, I heard like yeah, the, the prisons in Japan. Actually, the food is really good and nutritious. They they get served um, like uh, rice all the time, maybe some natto, and usually like uh, a, a side dish of fish and some miso soup and some vegetables, um, some pickles and stuff. So, so and it's all quite healthy. I heard uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of Japanese inmates are quite happy with their the food there. 
Yeah, but you also just hear about how regimented and tough life in Japanese prisons. It's like so strict that drives a lot of people crazy, apparently. But、mm. it's one last one、um, I kind of wanted to mention. More of、mm. a more of a prank,、um, a TV prank that happened in Japan, and this happened、uh, when I came actually, like just after I arrived in two thousand seven. And you remember that movie,、um, the Japanese movie Crow Zero. By、yes. Takashi Miike, and pe- for people who haven't seen it, it's about、uh, high school gangs that just fight each other.、Um, and if you've seen any Takashi Miike movies, they're very violent,、uh, very good. Like I, I love his movies,、um, and that one, lot of lot of big famous Japanese people in there,、uh, famous actors, and basically it's just like a, hundreds and hundreds of Gangs, school gangs, just fighting each other all the time, doing ridiculous things.、Um, and there was a time when these TV pranks were, or these TV shows, were getting like a bunch of random people dressed up as high school kids, kind of imitating the the characters of this Crows movie, and they're just going down alleyways and just like running, or like running towards each other with people in between. So they have like a random. I don't know, just a random passerby、uh, in between them, and they just like start running towards him, like shouting and screaming, like pretending to fight each other, and then it'd be just like watching their reaction, and then obviously they'd like all shit themselves and like run away and stuff.、Um, but then the gangs would just like chase chase that person down the street until yeah, until whatever how long, and then they'd stop, and then the camera would come out and be like, oh, gotcha. That was a, that was quite a good prank. I remember them doing that quite often on on the Japanese reality shows and stuff. Yeah, they have those where they、uh, do it like that, and sometimes they just do something to scare a famous person to like run in a certain direction, and like the floor and the、uh, or like the ground like just gives away, <laughs> it collapses, and they fall into like a deep styrofoam pit or something as they're trying to run away. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they like their TV pranks on on、uh, on regular people. It seems like in、uh, in Japan, which is quite funny. What they call it? They call it、uh, like mo- monitoring, monitoringu.、Uh, uh, yeah, that's quite a good show. Yeah, it's、mm. one of those good Japanese、uh, prank shows for sure.、Mm. Anyways,、uh, as usual, everyone, if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and、uh, we hope to catch you next time. Thank you. Oscar Samesta. Oscar Samedes. This episode was brought to you by Hokkaido Guide, established over ten years ago, written by locals for locals and international tourists. The guide contains information on all types of businesses and locations around Hokkaido. There's information regarding all things Hokkaido, such as sightseeing, nightlife, events, services. Food and restaurants, entertainment, outdoor activities, and much more. Currently offered in English and Thai. Advertising space available. Check out the website for everything you need to know about this beautiful prefecture. Hokkaido Guide dot com.